Hello, everyone, and welcome to Spoiler Alert, a weekly talk radio show for TV and movie lovers. I'm your lady host, Sonia Stanger, and with me, as usual, are two... Oh, no. Uh-oh. What happened? Is a stroke. What are you? Not stroke. <laughs> okay, Sonia, let's just take it. Let's take a okay, beat. Yeah. Okay, we're going to go back to one. Yeah. Okay, I we'll got just that. reset the point. I got that other stuff, but we're just going to take it from that last line. Okay, ready? <laughs> Action. I'm your lady host, Sonia Stanger, and with me, as usual, are two co-hosts who always keep it fresh. It's Sean Dunham and Jeremy Laguie. Hey. Hi, boys. We're like Febreze. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do not always keep it fresh. <laughs> <laughs> Full disclosure. Listen. I don't want everyone to get the wrong opinion of me. Metaphorically speaking, you guys are freshy fresh. Yeah. I'm pretty AF. fresh. Fresh AF. Yeah. Fresh AF. <laughs> <laughs> and I know I sound so hip and cool. Thank you, everyone. Sonia's making throw pillows there. Fresh. <laughs> Say that on Fresh there. today. Fresh BFFs. Okay. Okay. Listeners, you know those times when you're trucking along, living your life, Thinking you've got it all figured out, and then boom, life changes everything up on you. Whoa, yeah. Maybe you get dumped or lose your job, or you fall off your luxury yacht and hit your head and forget who you are and end up shacked up with Kurt Russell. It happens. Oh, we wish. At times such as these, it can feel like starting over. And that's what we're talking about this week movies about starting fresh. So, boys, let's get into it. A new start. A new beginning for the show. Um, what are some of your favorite movies about starting fresh? I mean, okay, I, mm-hmm. as I was writing my notes for the show, I was like, listen, is this sort of all stories? <laughs> like, are all stories sort of by def- definition something coming to a crisis point? Well, a there is, in a lot of ways, to create a narrative. Mm-hmm. It, it, you put the person, your main character on a new, on a new start mm-hmm. outside of their life. So in some ways, yes. But I think our listeners know what we're saying. Yeah, it's a specific. Mm-hmm. It's specific. Yeah, it's type. a it's a type of because I think while that often does happen, it's not necessarily what the movie is about. Yeah, true. Right. So I'm I'm sitting here this week wrestling with is Jurassic Park on this list mm. because it is <laughs> it's like, a fresh start it for is, the dinosaurs. It, it's it a is new like, start like, for life. You know, it it is. You know, life finds a way. Yeah. But, um, but that's not what it's about. Right? right, like like it is. It is about a new thing that's happening and a change, and you know, a a, a point in history that will forever be looked at differently. Um, but uh, yeah, that's not what it's. It's about watching a, a young, nice lady <laughs> in safari oh, shorts. You know what, Jeremy? I went to a Halloween party this year, and I saw. Um, a woman that went as Laura Dern from Jurassic Park, and I was like, I almost took her photo. <laughs> Just to send her way. You know, Sean, I admire that you made the choice not to blow up her spot like that. No, I didn't. I wouldn't have. But I was like... Uh, but you thought about I was it. like, mm-hmm. I should. Thank I you should. for thinking of me. Thank yes, you. of course. Oh, yeah. It's something that, that I and I think a lot of other men, but no, one no other, other vocal men. men None men, no other men. So, uh, not just men. I know, definitely. But uh, I would say all people who admire a good pair of legs and a pair of cargo shorts, a roomy that's pair right. of cargos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> On a smart lady in a ponytail. <laughs> you know, it's all it's Tools. all these factors coming together 
and it works. Mm-hmm. I'm going to one day go back through and splice together all the times we've talked about this on the show. <laughs> <laughs> and it will probably fill a full hour. The, the Dern Supercut. Oh. Oh, we admire your Super commitment to bringing Jurassic Park let's, up, even during this. Let's work on Bruce for a bit. <laughs> How does he look in shorts? Probably good. Probably good. I mean, probably not anymore. No, the legs are the last to go. Okay. I think he's still lean down there. Good to know. I think everything's where it's supposed to be. <laughs> Keep it tight, Bruce. Uh, Keep those calves tight. Should we start fresh on this episode? Or? Okay, Sonia, we're going to record again. Just okay. We're going to run I'll it go again. go back Sorry. to one. <laughs> okay, what are your faves, though? Um, let's get serious. Yeah, well, let's get serious. Um, I think my favorite movie about a new start is this little little film called Hudson Hawk. And I'm struggling mm-hmm. with it, whether or not it is actually my favorite, but it is definitely up there. Um, it's about um, uh, Eddie Hudson, uh, played Eddie Hudson Hawk, okay. Uh, Hawkins, played by Bruce Willis. He's a master safe cracker just out of jail. Oh, of course. And he just wants a cappuccino. Cappuccino. Sorry? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, does he say cappuccino. it like that? <laughs> There's some jokes about it, but no. Uh, anyway. And he thinks he can get one behind a safe store? Uh, well, he just sort of <laughs> keeps getting tempted on his first day of parole with these major crimes oh, to commit yeah. and ways to sort of really break free because he's, of course, just out of jail. Um, you'll, you'll, that'll be a theme in a lot of the things I'm going to discuss yeah. today. Uh, anyway. Jail. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. But um, he just sort of goes down this rabbit hole of crazy things that happen and he gets sort of launched across the globe in this like ever present sort of raising of stakes to a ridiculous level mm. um it's such a good movie it's uh, Andy McDowell's in it as well Richard E Grant Sandra Bernhardt and what they are all yeah, crazy like they all play these absolutely insane characters James Corbett James Coburn, I put an R in there. I thought every you were going to say Corden, and I was about like, to "How did he get there? <laughs> he's everywhere. He's somehow time travel. <laughs> he's a young boy." Uh, anyway, no, this movie's from '91. Um, I love this movie. Everyone in my life hates it, except for Aww. one friend. Yeah, well, not everyone, but uh, it is just such kind of a great way of showing like the lighter side of prison. <laughs> In wow. release. And, wow, uh, wow. You know, in the end, he does get his cappuccino and everything's good. But the ride, you guys, Da Vinci makes an appearance. I'm not wow. joking. What? It's crazy. Leo? Yeah, it's what? good. It's really, really good. What crazy. year are we set in? Yeah. 91. Wow. Good year. Yeah. No. Um, I, w- I don't want to burst Bruce Willis's bubble, but he don't just dare. go right to his local cafe. Get that cappuccino. He doesn't need to do all In 91, this. though? Uh, he tries, Sean. He tries. He oh, really he gets way late every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something happens. Uh-huh. And, like, often, like, back over the head and knocked out again and again. Oh. Poor Hudson Hawk. Sorry, my life. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't even have time to heal you guys. Oh. Anyway. Wow, poor Mr. Hawk. Our thoughts are with you. Mm-hmm. Um,. When I thought of this, the movie that came right to my mind was Under the Tuscan Sun. Yes! <laughs> because, as we know, this is a new start. A woman gets broken up with. She's 35-year-old Diane Lane. Mm-hmm. She has writer's block. She moves. No, she goes on a tour with her pregnant friend's uh, trip to Italy. Yeah. And then when she's there, she's like, you know what? Maybe I should buy this house. And she does. It's so wild. It's insane. It is like... 
Um, this this might come up later for things that I am annoyed by, so maybe I'll just keep it. But mm-hmm. so she gets this house. She just like gets a bunch of ragtag like Polish eccentric workmen. people that uh, <laughs> want to help her and are devoted to her. And and then you know when she's not looking for love, guess what comes. It's love. That's always it. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, we will get into that because I also watched that this week. I've never seen it before. Oh, really? So we will be talking more about it. Oh, yes. Because it's. I'm surprised it's, you haven't seen it. And I know. You've got your fave Sandra. Oh, popping in. Oh, yes. As her pregnant, <laughs> oh, yes. as, a, as a lesbian, as a pregnant even. lesbian friend that also gets broken up with. Yeah. Spoiler. Whilst <laughs> pregnant. <laughs> It sounds a bit rough. It is, though. It, and it's on so many lists of this type of movie as it well. It is. Yeah, it really is. People love it. Because mm-hmm. it is, it looks beautiful. It really does. And it does spark this, like, everyone has a bit of a, like, should I just pick up and go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it is nice to, like, see fantasies. someone do this in a Pulling it off in real life, it's insane. Is, isn't that like the, I've never seen this, but isn't that what Eat, Pray, Love? Yeah, yeah. it's on his already nodding. I'm nodding because I know I'm what you're going like, to say. Yeah. Yeah, because we'll also be talking about that one. Because okay. like, I feel like it, Just the logistics period of yeah. being like, okay, I went, on a, I went on a trip to Italy, but now I'm actually living here. Mm-hmm. So I've got to get a lot of things sorted out. Mm-hmm. It's like... This, it'd oh, be imp- oh, you'd be on the phone 24-7. Right, yeah. like oh, he- you have money. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. we yeah. get it. Yeah. Well, and Robert, Roger Ebert called that movie yuppie porn. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. he is, was right. He's, he's right. He's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of my faves that I have talked about on this mm-hmm. show before, but, you know, there are only so many movies, <laughs> is Stranger Than Fiction, mm, uh, yeah. starring Will Ferrell and... Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's it's, like, it's on my list. It's really good, yeah. and like this is one of my favorite types of like new start movies, mm-hmm. which is like person very stuck in their rigid ways with something missing from life, mm-hmm. something totally surprising and wild happens, and it shakes them up completely. Mm. I I am always a sucker for like it's the real world. There's one magic thing. Yes, like, exactly. There's one that magic tiny, realism, like you know. And uh, I think the part of Stranger Than Fiction that makes it, like, the most fun and the most enjoyable is this sort of idea that, you know, like, it, does he have a second person in his mind? Mm. Is he going crazy? If he embraces that, does that make it worse? Mm. You know, and then also, you know, by living a fuller life, by figuring it out, it does sort of not ruin it, but it, it does get sort of meta and interesting. And, uh, you know... You got to wonder if they could have abused that power and chose not to because, you know, she made stuff happen. She didn't. I think so. Yeah. Like, you know, oh, he won the lottery. Did but the win, movie you know? kind of like explores that in a fun way. That it I does. Like. But it could have gone a little bit further. I don't know. I still really like it. Mm. And the way his watch is like a character, you yeah. know, like it's so fun. And it's a literary thing that doesn't really happen in movies a lot. Yeah. But, that's the thing. I think that's exactly it. It, it feels like a novel. Yeah. Maybe I even said that before. Like Maybe. I'm like, this sounds like something I said before. It is a novel. Mm. Like that's that's. But it feels you know, like one. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they did, and yeah, it is really fun. Yeah, it's really good. Um, you might not know of this, but there's a '80s movie called Delirious, starring John Candy, mm. where the, he does the exact same thing. Everything he writes on his typewriter happens. Ooh. I remember watching that when I was a kid. It's uh. Well, that's going on the list. Yeah. <laughs> I love John Candy. I don't yeah. even. I think 
things like he, I think he does try to be like, oh, I'm taking advantage of this, and then the mm. thing happens where mm-hmm. things go badly. Yeah. Do you guys have more favorites you want to talk about, or should we jump right into talking about what we watched this week? I'd just like to quickly mention Pluto Nash. <laughs> okay. So I would just say Pluto Nash. Pluto Nash, yeah. Best okay. Eddie Murphy film of all time. Jared's going for a bingo today. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's all. Yep, go ahead. I'm go sorry. Can you explain to us why Pluto Nash is a new star uh, for Mr. Nash? Uh, have you not seen Pluto Nash, Sean? <laughs> Despite your all of your have you uh, not watched it? pushings, uh, I haven't. The, Same. The, the film opens with the, uh, ep- what's the first part? Prologue mm-hmm. of him getting out of jail and figuring out what he's going to do. And then he cuts some deals. And then it cuts to five years later where his club is up and booming. And he's just trying to get his new start to keep working for him. But his old life comes back. No. Oh, that'll happen. Mm-hmm. It'll get you. And uh, <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> the way you said that really tickled me. There, uh, my friend found a, a review for Pluto Nash, and it's really great. It's very funny. Anyway, at one point, it seems that they've died on the surface of the moon, and the review concluded with, it would have been a better movie if it ended. <laughs> That's harsh. That's so harsh. Anyway, just wanted to put it out oh, there. Put, put some vibes out. Okay. <clears throat> See if anyone catches your vibes. Yeah. Your Pluto Nash vibes. Mm. Um, here's something that went, that really ran amok during the year 2014. Uh, it's called Wild. Oh, yes. And it is uh, about, or the author Cheryl Strayed wrote a book where she hiked the Pacific Crest Trail without, like, she had some sort of life trauma. Mm-hmm. And she was like, why don't I just hike a thousand of miles? Mm-hmm. And then uh, it'll improve my life. And then Reese Witherspoon did it in a movie. Mm-hmm. And then everyone in the world was like, should we be hiking yeah. PCT? <laughs> And the answer is no, you should probably should No, don't do that <laughs> unless you're really prepared. Yeah, and Reese was obviously not prepared, but it was like, uh, what am I, ch- I think I, I think I like this movie. Yeah. I think I like Reese's work in it. She does very good at just like being, I don't know. Usually I found her kind of eye rolly, but I was like not mad at this role for Reese. Hmm. And also, did I have a fleeting thought of like, should I just upend everything and gotta go hike? No, I'm not gonna do that. No. <laughs> but that's the Especially thing about like, movies she's like that. Like, losing a toenail and dropping oh, a yeah. shoe and it's gross. Many dangers. Many dangers. Human, animal, weather. Self. Self danger, <laughs> man versus man. And now those trails are just packed with people trying to break free of the. Yeah, and actually, yeah. that's like there is a part where she there's just like a gaggle of people like around a campfire, all just like, so what made you do it? Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, are you guys all okay? The answer is probably like not. <laughs> the answer uh, is no. I just anyway, to go for a walk. You've been here for three hundred days. Yeah, yeah, you're committed. Um. Laura Dern plays her mom, her, her, oh, yeah. her like flashback, sad, like nice dead mom, which mm-hmm. Laura Dern's great at doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, very sad. Very mm-hmm. sad. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I just I wanted to like talk about the moment where that trend swept over the nation. Yeah. Mm. Similarly, there's also Into the Wild. Yeah. Which is also sad. Arguably also about a fresh start. Mm-hmm. But that's another movie that made me go, 
should I burn my identification and money and run away? Really? No. I mean, the ending, obviously. Yeah. No, that, that <laughs> kind whole... Kind of put a damper on that. That whole story about... I can't remember his real name. Christopher McCandless, I think? Maybe. Anyways, yeah. it is very tragic and very sad. And, you know, the fact that it is a story that a lot of people feel that is a call to action, when really it's a warning, <laughs> kind well, of... Kind of weirds me out. It's both, I think. Probably. I feel like it's a call to action to recognize, like, what is so broken in our society that countless people would like to do this? Mm-hmm. Feel the need to disengage in this way. I've but, never seen it. Okay, I was going to say, I was like, Sean looks really confused. Nope. He might not know. Yeah. I was trying Into to the piece wild together what you're mm-hmm. saying. Is like, a movie mm-hmm. starring that guy. Judd Hirsch? No. Is it Judge, <laughs> Judge Reinhold? Yeah, maybe. No, anyway, what's, what's his name? Uh, he, he, um, he's Emil sort- Hirsch. Thank you. Oh, there you go. You did it. Yeah, he, he's, he sort of wanders around and ultimately. Okay, no, you yeah. have to go back. Okay, oh, you, you do the thing. <laughs> I was just going to breeze over it. But that's okay. You went too, but you went too far ahead. No, I think I think Josh, Josh, I think Sean would have remembered. <laughs> Josh, Sean, um, this young man graduates college. His like somewhat affluent family want him to do the things you're supposed to do, the, yeah, but he decides that he's going to renounce all material possessions. He like burns his ID and he goes on this journey across America. Okay. Now what were you going to say? Well, I was just going to do the result of what happened. Ultimately, mm. he decides to, he gets a bus and goes. I think he finds a bus. Or maybe, yeah. Uh, anyway, he goes very far north in Canada, I believe. Like, I thought, yeah. Yeah, it's like like two. Alaska, maybe? Yeah, very far. Like, he's isolated. Anyway, some things go wrong. Well, it, as they do when you're isolated. This is true. It ultimately sort of gets pretty gruesome from what i remember about you know he is able to hunt an animal and he does not know how to prepare that animal and things happen and eventually i believe he got sick and died from eating bad oatmeal is what actually happened oatmeal yeah like i think he was like starving and then got very sick yeah but then and then then he ate something that was again not properly maintained (laughs) in his adventure Uh. but um which is tragic. And I have oatmeal in my house. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, but he left. <laughs> I think house. this was really old oatmeal. <laughs> or something. Anyway, I just, the whole time I was like, this is just horrifying. Yeah. Like, this is not my worst nightmare. I think, you know, I could do better, but I think I would Google it before I just threw all my keys down and left. Um. Yeah, that's a bad new start, Phil. <laughs> it is. He got a new start and then he got a... Abrupt ending. Yeah, he kind of has two new starts, and the yeah. one, the second one so is well. yeah, up to not unlike starting savior. a lawnmower. Like oh, oh. You know. anyway. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, what did you guys watch this week? Uh, everyone's looking at me, so I'll talk. Um, <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> no, that's totally you fine. Uh, I did watch Stranger Than Fiction, oh. but uh, I would really like to talk about an old family favorite of mine that I did get a chance to watch. And I remembered it. It was on a list of something, and I was so happy that it came up. It's from 2004, and it's called Eulogy. Mm. Have you guys oh, seen this God. movie? No. Um, These are it, sad things coming up. <laughs> uh, it's so it's so fun. Um, it is about um, a family that has kind of come together to do the funeral of their dad, who's played by Rip Torn. Um, Zoe Deschanel's in it. Hank Azaria's in it. Calm down. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say a word. I know. Uh, Deborah Winger, Ray Romano. 
Kelly Preston, Jesse Bradford. It is they're wow. so good together. They play They're his family? Yeah, they play this this family. They all kind of hate each other and they're just there to sort of like do this thing, right? Like, you know, it's a funeral, there's all these it is so funny. There's so many twists and turns. Them interacting with one another is so awkward and weird. There's all this really great stuff about their dad wanted a Viking funeral. So <laughs> someone's got to practice using this bow and arrow. And they're really bad at it. So there's just shot after shot of mist, oh. of mist flaming arrow to get at this boat. It's really fun. My family really loves it. And it's all these people really trying to move on. Mm. And they just can't. Until at some point... It just totally breaks, and then there's nothing else that they can do but be forced into this new world that they all kind of hate. Spoiler alert, Rip, Forn, Rip Torn, I can't talk today, was a traveling salesman, and he had three separate families. <gasps> and that's Spoiler what, alert. Yeah, it is, but it's still totally worth watching. It yeah. is. And then they have to, like, they're stuck with it. They just have to, like, and that's their sort of new start. Anyway, oh, it's that's so interesting. That is a new start. Yeah, not a good one, but a new one. Uh, but a lot, a lot of new starts aren't. No, at the beginning. No, no, no. they're hard to get used to. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, also, the so the the job of a traveling salesman, I thought, went the way mm. of you know well, the eighties. Yeah. Or... The, the movie did come out in two thousand four, and like he's an old man, right? So, you know, he'd retired in it. So I I do think there was some, but uh, you know, it's it tough all to just keep the that going as an old man. Mm. Mm-hmm. But he did it. How would he find the t- find the excuses to just keep traveling? I don't know. In the they were completely unaware. But uh, it's so good. It's wow. so funny, you guys. I am obsessed with the name Rip Torn. It's a good name because Me too. his two names are synonym- synonyms of each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's, what's his real name? It's like I love it. Elmore Raul Torn. <laughs> his last name is Torn. Raul. Oh. Wait, what's his first name? Elmore. Wow. Elmore. Tickle wow. me Elmore. <laughs> <laughs> Why was that funny? Why was that funny? So funny. <laughs> oh, Sean, what did you watch? Um, well, have you ever heard of 2009's Precious? <laughs> I haven't. I Based haven't seen it still. book Push by Sapphire. Oh, yeah. yeah I was going to say, please, the full title. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the Oscars were so the, good that year. <laughs> the entire, uh, that year, I feel like anytime someone would say a word, I would be like... Based on the novel Push by Sapphire. <laughs> it was probably very disrespectful. Mm, a little um, bit. I think we were all there. Yeah. It's just a really, it's a phrase that really rolls off the tongue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this is Gabri Sidibe. She plays a 16-year-old in a very dire predicament. <laughs> yeah. A lot of things going wrong for her. Um, she's sort of just like fighting to get out of this cycle of poverty and abuse. Mm. She has a few uh, people that try to help her, including Mariah Carey uh, as a social worker, who actually she does great. Wow. Um, I just was reading about her experience doing that in Mariah's autobiography. Mm. Of course. <laughs> she, she, loves, she loves acting. She loved that role. Anyway, she's not great in a lot of her roles, but this yeah. one was like, not bad. Um, a Monique plays her mm-hmm. extremely insane mom. Monique won Best Supporting Actress that year. It was well-deserved, but she's scary. Yeah. <laughs> and she'll throw a TV at you. Um, 
And, uh, yeah, anyway, I don't know. It is the new start, like the hopefulness. It is such a cocktail of, like, feeling very hopeful but also feeling like, oh, my God. How are you ever going to get out of this? Yeah. There's, like, and every time she, like, kind of makes a little, like, inroads and is, like, finds something good going for her, then something else, like, extremely terrible happens. It's really sad. (laughs) But, so I don't know if I, well, maybe I do suggest it. I don't know. I've left you leave feeling very like she's on the good path. She's feeling like there's hope. Mm. But it's a bit of a sad slog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did I did leave. You left? No, I didn't I when it was over and I left. Okay. Oh, I, I was like you know, Jeremy. I I was just I was just filled with dread and yeah. so disappointed that I watched it. Like, you know, like and I I get that that's what it's bringing to the table, mm-hmm. right? Like the, right. an, it's, a, it's an expression an, of people's actual lives. And, yes. An okay. element of despair yes. woven through. <laughs> mm. Yeah. But uh, I, I, in your sort of recommend or not recommend, I do recommend it just because I do think it's so powerful. Mm. Like, it, it really is an incredible story. And the where it takes you is just a lot of effort. <laughs> yeah. That's, it's, that's, it's like been on my list forever. Mm-hmm. But I'm never in. The, I'm never like okay. I have the emotional fortitude see, yes. for this. It will be an Bonnie. emotional toll. Like, yeah. There's no way it won't be. Yeah, I read the book first. Mm. You you remember the novel Push by Sapphire? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> um, and in some ways, it is just as depressing. <laughs> that checks out. Yeah, but there's like yeah, there's like things that aren't in the movie that are even more dark in the book. So. Mm. Again, I don't know why I... Maybe I don't... No, you should. You should. You should. Yeah. Watch, 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 watch. <laughs> well, I... But it's pretty grim. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> mine, mine is like that, but less depressing and also funny. Um, I've talked about it on the show before. I'm so obsessed with this movie, you guys, but I hadn't seen it in a while, so I decided to take the chance to rewatch it. And that is Taika Waititi's Hunt for the Wilder People. Mm. It just is one of the best movies ever. Probably. It's so good. Um, I was so struck. So it's um, Sam Neill is this like extremely grouchy. Mm, they're in New Zealand, but I don't think he claims to be. He's he's British and he sounds pretty British. But anyway, that's really not the point. Um, he's British. He <laughs> he and his extremely delightful wife. Um, Adopt this um, young man from foster care who uh, his name is Ricky Baker, okay. played by Julian Dennison, who is so, so good, mm-hmm. um, who is a young Maori boy who has had many challenges, you know, has some behavioral issues, which I would argue are just an expression of the trauma that he's been through because that kind of behavior is communication. But many adults and Foster systems do not see it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they basically adopt him and he comes to live with them on uh, their farm. Uh, his, the like very quirky and sweet wife like worms her way into his heart and kind of gets him to open up. And then, of course, spoiler alert, she dies. <laughs> no. It's so sad because there's just this beautiful like 20 minutes of them like building their relationship and you're like this is the best thing I've ever seen and it's so funny and he's like sassy and she like she's like are you going to be running away t- again tonight and he's like 
mm, not sure. And she's like, all right, we'll make sure you're back by breakfast. Like, What happens to her? Uh, she, I think she has a heart attack, maybe. Like, it's just very sudden. Oh, nightmare. It's, uh, you got upped. <laughs> yeah, you got upped for mm-hmm. sure. Um, and then what happens is social services sends a letter saying... They're going to take Ricky back and put him back in the system, which he knows means juvie. Um, uh, because, and anyway, because he's like going to be living with a man alone. So um, he decides that they uh, should run away into the bush because they live right next to the deep, deep bush uh, of New Zealand. Um, and adventures ensue. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to pause that for a second because <laughs> we unfortunately have it's to. time now for us to take a break, take stock of our lives, think about what we really want. Word from our sponsors. We'll be right back with more spoiler alert here on 91.3 FM CJTR Regina Community Radio. Welcome back to Spoiler Alert. Uh, we are going to get back to me telling you what Hunt for the Wilder People is about okay, in just a minute. Wait. <laughs> but first, um, do you Wilder People know what time it is? No. It's been, game time, people. Oh! Blah, blah, blah. Okay. <laughs> I went a little off key there. That's, that's okay. For those who don't know, if you're just tuning in, the game is where I spend literally 10 seconds this week looking for a title related wow. to our topic that these two have not seen. Once you said it, I was like, oh, we're doing this movie. Uh, that was it. Really? Um, yeah, I watched it. It's really great. Anyway, for uh, where was I at my spiel? Uh, I tell them the title. They tell me what they think it's about. I tell them what it's really about. We all have a great time. Are you guys ready to play the game? Yeah. Uh, yes. Okay, this week's title is... What My what? I'm sorry. I was trying to be I dramatic. <laughs> I'll cut you off. Yeah, yeah. Pause too, Sean. <laughs> Ooh, Sean's Sean's running the I'll show today. Hands. Yeah. Oh my his God. hands on the board, baby. <laughs> uh, this week's title is My Blue Heaven. That title again, My Blue Heaven. Hmm. My Blue Heaven. Mm-hmm. Do you want to go, Shani? Sure. So I imagine it as a. A man who is retired, he's, you know, 70 years old-ish. He's kind of, his wife has passed. His kids don't really chat to him. Mm. He's like, oh, God, what am I doing with this life? So he decides to take his pretty sweet blue ride, a big old restored car that he loves, and he Mm. just puts all his stuff in it, and he just decides to hit the open road. And he just has many adventures. Some are strange. Some are beautiful. And he refers to the car as his blue heaven wow. as he drives wow. us around. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And also, it sort of sparks up relationships with his children again. Because they're like, Dad, what are you doing? And then, and then they're like, you know what? We respect this. <laughs> we respect this. We're into this. All right. Thank you. Um, okay. I think my blue heaven... It's kind of a, a spiritual sequel to The Red Violin. Mm-hmm. It's about a guitar. Wait. Uh, remember remember that movie? The that longest Robin movie Williams? of all time. No. <laughs> okay, okay. It's keep been going. a game before. <laughs> keep going. Keep I think going. I talk, we talked about yeah. it once because yeah. I watched it. Yeah, yeah. It is anyway. just an eternity. <laughs> it's good though. Oh, yeah. I liked it, Jared. Didn't. I think uh, right, right. Okay, now I remember what it's about. Okay. It's about a violin that, that like, goes travels across the years. It's right, sort of yeah. like that, but with a guitar. Named Heaven, and it's blue. <laughs> <laughs> My blue heaven. And so everyone who owns this guitar, like, it's, like, very meaningful to them. Kind of like Red Violin. It, like, it's kind of like this um, crisis point in, like, mm-hmm. their lives. Like, when the, when the guitar comes into their life, stuff is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then it'll go back out of their life and go into someone else's. And so it's a new start for each of them. <laughs> 
<laughs> just to really it's really lucky Nail that home. all of them can play the guitar too. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe one of them like is learning, like, and yeah. that's you know, part of it. Some kid's mom gets it for him at a secondhand store, and he ends up becoming really famous. Mm-hmm. Anyway, very moving. The journey. Wow, I hear a journey. Okay, thank you, thank you both very much. <laughs> thank um, you, thank you so much. You're both wrong in all ways, shapes, and of forms, course. which is yeah. fine. Uh, this is really, uh, this is really a crazy one, and I like to tell the story because it's kind of crazy and fun um before i tell you what my blue heaven is about have you guys seen goodfellas yeah yes. yeah yeah uh, so goodfellas uh tells the story of henry hill who uh, i don't know if that's his real name or not but he is the guy who turned informant in witness protection and um uh did a bunch of bad stuff and then turned on the mob and my blue heaven is a comedy film about what happens to him after oh <laughs> anyway um, it's it's not like a it's not like a one-to-one recreation. It's like they took the spirit of what happened and brought it. Anyway, uh, it stars Steve Martin and Rick Moranis, and it's from 1990. Oh. And it is so funny. Uh, Joan Cusack also is in it. And um, it's kind of this just... sounds very fun. It's so good. Sean's it, writing it down. Gonna write, gonna it's just... Down. It's on Netflix right now. It's just about them... It's it's just about Rick Moranis trying to contain Steve Martin. That's all it is for a, a couple hours, a little bit less. It is their their best work. Maybe it is wow. so funny. Wow. They're both so good, and everyone should watch this. I don't want to spoil too much. Steve Martin character's name in the movie is Vinny Antol- Antonelli, and it is. Insane. His hair is crazy. I'm going to try and get a picture of it for you now. So, listeners, just do a quick My Blue Heaven. It's pixelated. I'm sorry. But it's a laptop. You don't see him without. Anyway. Without his white, his signature white. It is. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) So nuts. Guys, thank you for playing the game. Thank Thank you. That was a fun adventure, and I will be watching. So good. So good. Okay. So, before the break. Pitter patter. Yeah. I was describing Taika Waititi's Hunt for the Wilder People. You were. In which Ricky Baker and I forget, Sam, oh, Uncle Hector. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hick, he calls him Hick. Um, they basically go into the bush. Well, I mean, Ricky tries to run away. And then. I was like, how did he convince this the man uncle to goes do that? after him? And then um, he. They, like, get into a fight, and then Sam Neill, like, breaks his foot, and then they're, like, stuck in the in the bush for a while, and there's, like, a nationwide, like, manhunt for them because oh child services God. is coming to apprehend Ricky. Mm-hmm. And it just, like, honestly escalates and escalates and escalates to the point that, like, at the end, uh, the army... <laughs> comes from oh my god <laughs> like it's so ridiculous and there's like this really hilarious character um paula she's like the person from child services and she like kind of gets too into like pretending to be a cop and she's so funny like it's just is it's very taika um and it's it's so good and it's like just the perfect amount of like heartwarming but not like saccharine and like you know sad but not like overwhelmingly sad and it's like ah yeah Mm -hmm. i trust myself in taika's hands yeah Yeah. he 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 does the like hit every note really well 
And uh, I've never seen this movie, but I still need <gasps> to. Yeah. Oh, you gotta. Mm-hmm. But uh, it looks good. I've always it's been like, so oh, I gotta good. watch this. But. Like so many times while I was watching it, I would just like laugh out loud and then be like, I love this movie so much. <laughs> um, there's this part at the beginning where Ricky has his first birthday with them, like while the auntie's still alive. And she writes him a song on this little keyboard that's like, Ricky Baker, it's your birthday. <laughs> it's just like so funny and cute at one point the two of them are just singing like ricky may <laughs> while sam neil sits there just hating his life uh, it's so good oh uh, so yeah very sweet. And a good new start nice that's a good new start yeah mm-hmm. uh anything else we watched this week that we need to report uh i would like to highlight i think this is a new start because i think they get there eventually but mm-hmm. i i little miss sunshine is still yeah. probably one of the best movies of all time and um, Greg Kinnear just like yeah. plays this horrible person who like really gets through something. And I rewatched it this week, and everyone is just absolutely like off the wall amazing. I, mm-hmm. if I'm being quite honest, uh-huh. I don't remember Greg Kinnear making an impression on me at all. Oh, really? Maybe Interesting. it's because I maybe because there is a. A cast he's kind of the center you're always of looking it all. at everyone. Uh, maybe I don't think so. I don't know. He's but he he's like the conflict. Like he's the he's the problem in the fan. Even though they're all problems in their own way. No, maybe I think that's Steve Carell's character more. Maybe I don't know. I guess. It does a good job of like, and the whole time this go around, I'm like, am I just in on this because I'm a dad now? Like, is mm. that it? And is that what's happening? Oh, like whatever you find yourself at, to be him, maybe you're Greg. I don't know. But you know, like I've got ambitions, and like I've got a friend who can unlock them through a deal. <laughs> you know, not actually, but Jeremy, know. we need to talk to you about <laughs> yeah. where to put your family's you might money. Be in a cult. You guys, you guys don't want to do. You don't want any more juice. What are you talking about, <laughs> Jeremy? You should have brought all those bottles of mangosteen of juice. <laughs> um, but. I do. It just ends so wholesomely with mm. them sort of having grown, you know, and lost, you know, quite substantially a human in the trunk of their car. But um, oh, yeah. it's still. Poor Alan Ark. Yeah. It's still just, you know, and having them sort of be triumphant and getting their car to move, like that's their big win, you know? And yeah. uh, it just gets me every time. Yeah. So good. It's so good. Mm-hmm. It is. I should have watched that. The parts that really stick out to me, obviously, are the beauty pageant <laughs> yeah, presentation, the, performance. the one that everyone remembers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's the one. <laughs> I like how you said parts. The parts, <laughs> just that. and that's the part. <laughs> yeah. Anything else you need to report, Sean? Um, for the meeting. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess there's a few to bring up, but I guess one that we watched recently was Minari. Which has oh, yeah. been a very big new start for a family, um, a young Asian family in the 80s that moved to, like, middle America to start a farm. Mm. And it's a very insane idea, but, like, also a father that's like, I can make this happen. Mm. And his family that's like, I think you're crazy, but <laughs> I don't know how to make you, like, go back to what's going on. Anyway, um, but, yeah. I love that film. Mm. It's yeah. <laughs> I don't have much more to say. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's enough. Um, okay, so I'm going to transition us into a question mm-hmm. oh, sure. via the other movie I watched this week. So the question is, 
what are the tropes of this genre that you cannot stand? Mm. And the movie I watched this week that I feel adheres to many of these tropes is Under the Tuscan Sun. Yes. And so for me, just to really jump in and answer my own question Mm -hmm. before I give you guys the chance, the, like, tidiness and easiness and immediacy with which a person accepts their circumstances and then are rewarded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's what happens for her is like, you know, it's like you said, she immigrates to Italy <laughs> seemingly effortlessly. She goes on a trip and just stays <laughs> and, and like, you're not allowed to do that. She's literally on a bus and sees this house that she had like seen for sale. She had like seen a poster about it or yeah. something, like a villa. And she literally is like, stop the bus. The bus. <laughs> and gets off and goes Like, there should be a national, like, inquiry as, like, where mm-hmm. did this woman go? <laughs> yeah. She goes there and never returns. There would, yeah. Someone would tell what happened to her, and they'd be like, okay, she's flagged as a terrorist. Mm. And, you know. Well, no, but she's a, a middle, middle-aged white lady, so. Mm-hmm. If we're saying 35 is middle-aged, I'm pissed. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> she's, but I guess you're right. She's pre-middle-aged. Technically, you're probably, she might be a middle-aged. Well. But. Not, not anymore. You know what, Chun? Let's not. I don't want to throw you into an existential crisis. Um, But and it's also the thing, specifically, like you said before, where a woman like it's eat, pray, love. It's wild. It's this. The woman is like, oh, I have accepted whatever, or I have like you know come to terms with whatever, and then she instantly falls in love. Yeah, it is very. Yeah. It's like, oh, I wasn't looking for love, but it fell in my lap. Mm-hmm. Once <laughs> I stopped looking. Whilst I was like, uh, you know, things falling off my roof or like a potted plants yeah. like flying everywhere. That's like, those are, I don't know, the tropes about those that I think are so, it's just like, I'll, it's usually a woman that's just like, she is doesn't have it in control. And mm. it's like, she is very rich from being just like a writer I think was her job yeah she could just like drop this fat check on this house just go to Italy like I don't know it's just like she doesn't really have any problems right <laughs> like did her yes. husband did her husband break up with her quite suddenly yes mm-hmm. fine true. So, that sucks yeah that's bad and then just like the amount of people that are falling over themselves to like yeah there's always help that. her and <laughs> uh, yeah I was just like Diane Lane. I don't know. I don't. I'm not feeling the Diane. Yeah, and I also thought I thought it would be more like fun and sumptuous and kind of like escapist in this way that I could enjoy. Mm. And mostly, I was like, nothing's happening. <laughs> like, what is this movie about? It's like, like I'm trying to repair the house. There's this whole <laughs> part where she like she wants to cook, and that's like one of her things. So she's like cooking these elaborate meals for the Polish workmen she hired to like fix this villa. But it doesn't even really show you like the yummy food she cooked. No. It kind of is just these shots of her like bringing things to the table, and I'm like, I want to see what they're eating. Like, <laughs> that's that would be enjoyable for me to know. Don't tease me. <laughs> Don't tease me like if, that. Yeah, if we're in Italy and we've got this like <laughs> right. food, this beautiful food. Which I think Eat, Pray, Love does quite well. Mm, it really takes st- you on that food journey yeah, Maybe one step on toes. And no, it's yeah. different. It's different. It came out first, I think. Yeah, uh, I think the story came out before the mo- the it was like book of Eat Pray Love oh. under the Tuscan Sun movie and or book Eat 
Pray Love movie. I think that that's... Oh, they were a sick snake eating each other's tail. <laughs> they worried Elizabeth Gilbert will come after there them. There it is. Sean put it well. Sean put it well. Okay. I'm also... Call Me By Your Name does this say is like, oh, we're yeah. also in Italy. We also have beautiful, like, things to look at, food to eat. Mm. That's, yeah. That was one that looked delicious. A feast. Mm. A feast. Um, back to your question, Sonia, yeah. about things that I hate. I hate when the fresh start is the goal. Uh, because no one ever gets the fresh start if they are trying to, right? It's it's the it happens in shows a lot. It's the Trailer Park Boys. It's the Arrested Development. It's the you know they're never going to make this happen. There's no way that you're going to achieve the thing. Mm-hmm. Like we we already know that it is a comedy thing because I think people like to like laugh at other people failing and stuff, which is arguably funny. <laughs> but um, well, that's sort of like the formula. Yeah, probably. But I just am so annoyed with like, okay, here's where we're going to, you know, here's where we're going to go. It happened in Hustle and Flow. You know, like, oh, he's going to be successful, but he's still going to fall into this pit of like going into jail for his success with his music and doing all these things. And I just like every time it comes up, I'm like five minutes in the movie. It's like, okay, well, we know. It's not going to happen. Oh, you're going to unfold that picture of the, you know, the place in the Bahamas that your grandpa took you to that one time. You're never going to make it there. I know that. Oh. <laughs> okay. <sighs> so cheers a downer is what, is what, is what is you're saying. That what, I is just that don't a like, p- I, part from Hustle and Flow? What's that? Because that's also the plot of... Oh, what's that? In the Heights. In the Heights. That's yeah, what I was it's, thinking, it's, too. It's literally like it's, it's, unfolding pa- paper. Just like, one day I'll go back yeah, there. It's done again and again. Yeah. Dis- you know, in Disney movies, you know they're going to be successful, right? Princess and the Frog. Oh, he was going to be the club. You know, like all this stuff. Mm. Well, it's a Disney movie, so she'll be okay. But I mean, if this were live action, it wouldn't happen. That's <laughs> Xanadu. True, true. <laughs> it Xanadu. <laughs> but it is... It is this. It just we just see it again and again. Mm-hmm. And one time I'd like to be surprised, like holy crap, they made it. Because you know, if it's if it's that kind of if it's a new start, it just seems to be absolutely impossible to attain. Mm-hmm. You know, you can get the Holy Grail in a movie, no problem. But can you you know move to Tuscany and actually start a new business? No, no, you can't. No, <laughs> you at least should learn the language. <laughs> yeah, I would argue. But you got any other tropes you hate, Sean? I don't know. Do you have another one? I'm sure mm. there's a lot. Yeah, for me, like it's the it's the linear growth for me. Oh god. <laughs> but you know, it's just the way that like it's like, okay, adversity happens, they kinda like struggle against it, things happen to make them learn lessons, they learn the lesson, they attain happiness or whatever. Mm. Like they like whether that's right. the it's romance like or the whatever one, it is. One thing you have to break through. And it's like that's not how being a person is. <laughs> like, yeah. it's not that tidy. Like, I, I guess this is kind of what I was saying before. But, um, and again, like, that's when you have to tell a story, you have to make things contained, you have mm-hmm. to, like, wrap things up or whatever. But just the, I don't know. Yeah. You know, <laughs> just the, I don't know, you know. I hear okay. you. Okay. Any hear other you important thoughts that. before we move to what you're watching? No, let's do it. Let's dive in. Not okay. Really. Well, it's time now <laughs> to do a little segment called What You Watching, where we talk about what we're watching. So, boys, what you watching? Well, you go first, Sean. I finished the series Only Murders in the Building. <gasps> oh. Which, speaking of Steve Martin, he's in it. He does great. 
Martin Short is like I don't know why Martin Short is not getting more buzz about this because mm-hmm. I think he's so funny. His character is hilarious, and he's just like such a campy little man. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just like I love a bit of a mystery, and I the it's so contained in the in this beautiful uh, apartment building that I'm so jealous of not living in. <laughs> um, and just like it has really good pacing. Uh, there's like a few sort of. What are episodes when they're like contained, like okay. sort of in? Uh, is it called a closet episode? It's like Maybe, just like there's everyone once in a while. There's an episode Bottle that is episode. just like has its own sort of like theme. Like there was a silent episode mm. uh, because mm. they were looking at it through the POV of a person that is hard that can't hear, and I don't. Know, it was just like very That's interesting cool. and fun. And the ending completely shook me, shocked me. I did not see this person He's coming. Shooking. I was shook. F. Don't don't spoil. No, I will I not. Watch mm-hmm. it. I will not. But I was like, wow. And yeah, it was just like it was fun and exciting. I really enjoyed it as a little mm. as a little series. I'm and do I want to them to make it. another one? Maybe not. I don't know. Oh, just because it was like, it you know, off. when something is good, mm-hmm. and you're like, yeah. that was mm-hmm. good. And then if they do something else, another. S- like ep- like season, it's like maybe it won't be. Mm. Oh, but hmm. anyway, um, have I talked about how I met your mother yet? Have we talked about this? Are you going to tell us how you met our mother? No, oh. it's a, a popular television show from the mid two thousands from the aughts called How I Met Your Mother. Oh, I've heard um, of this. <laughs> uh, have you guys watched the show? Mm, a no. little. Okay. Uh, at- <laughs> the idea of Sean watching it is really funny <laughs> to me, actually. Uh, at the time... Appointment television. Uh, yeah. I, I was in with a group of people who very much enjoyed mm. uh, viewing this show. Um, oddly enough, it is how You're I... the marshal? Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, it is how I kind of met Ellen, which is a weird thing to <gasps> this say. Is Wife how I met your mother. It's, you it, talked it's enveloped to your daughter. In this. Anyway, I decided to rewatch it, and mm. I'm moving through it pretty quickly. A lot of the jokes I still think are very funny. MPH is still just... So funny. Like, he is so talented. And I don't know why there was a big break of him not working. Like, I don't know how that happened because he just knocks it out of the park. Um, I really, really thought that the show had done a lot of, like, long-form jokes that were really skillfully done. So, for example, at one point, Brian Cranston plays Ted's boss. And I just remember thinking, like, oh, it's so funny how they put these things together by having Brian come on the show so much. He's in two episodes. <laughs> and I, I don't know why I thought. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I watched it weird. And You like, probably saw like, the same episode like four times. I don't know. Like, Brian's I, always on. I, I don't think so. I don't know. Like He we, just really stuck with you. We had cable. Like, it was a weird existence. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but um, all of these jokes, I'm finding, like, I remember there's one episode about them smoking. And I was like, it doesn't make sense. They never smoke in the show. Like, why? But that's every episode. Like, every single thing is like, oh, Marshall does this. And I was like, he's never done that. Yeah. You know, like, that I, is so oh. true. I, like, like, what are you talking about? And in my memory, I thought all these things stretched, like, so far. Like, Barney, he's a womanizer. Mm. He has this playbook, which is this big thing. I'm in season four, and he is not done it yet we have yet to make the playbook it's just one episode like but aren't there like nine seasons yes but i'm halfway through and like these hallmarks in my mind are Mm. not there 
Anyway, it's just a crazy thing about memory and all this kind of stuff. Mm. But you've watched four seasons of the show. Yeah, it's been a while. This is not. Oh, a, okay. Yeah, this is this has been a few months here. Me oh, okay. chipping away. You've at been it. secretly doing this I project. Keep, you you like, keep secrets from us. Now, now you do this? No. You, you, How could you? You guys didn't ask. So it's not like, anyway. Oh, well, but, we can't uh, air our dirty yeah. laundry. Well, on the subject of NPH, I oh. would just like to say on behalf of the show, congratulations to Cal Penn for oh, coming yeah, out. Cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I After all not, these years. I didn't know what yeah. you were Did you guys know that? No. Okay. I don't think it was. Nobody did. I think, yeah. he, I think this is new. Yeah, okay. I, yeah, it was like, he's been with his partner for 12 years, I yeah, think it's Yeah, it's said. a long time. Um, but... He said that his partner is very private, so like he, I don't think he's come out before this. And Cal mm-hmm. Penn like works in the White House. Yeah, like, yeah. He's, like, he was not, an Obama staffer. He like does not do. Acting. But what I love is that now Harold and Kumar are like gay movies. They're basically oh, well, you, like because of Neil Patrick Harris and and Cal Penn. Oh, maybe I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't really think. Sonia's that. saying it's kind of. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't think that they that's are based the co- on the content of the films. That's but. the quota. <laughs> two gay two thirds. <laughs> two thirds equals <laughs> this podcast. This is a gay podcast. Here we go. Except, do it. I only count as half? I, I no, can't get into the into math. Yeah. Okay. But, anyway, yeah. what I've been watching, <laughs> totally unrelated, <laughs> is uh, the new-ish season of Sex Education on Netflix. Oh yeah. You guys, I love this show. I haven't even started it. It's so, so good. It's, it's it like, is. It, I think it's at the top of my list every mm. time, and I'm just like, I don't know if I've got that much time right now. Yeah. <laughs> it is such a good show, but every time I do, like, I haven't seen this new season yet, but I'm like, how much sex is this, is this high school having? I know. It's outrageous. <laughs> That's kind of, like, partly what this season is about. They, like... Get a who a new um, headmistress played by Jemima Kirk actually. Oh yeah, who's really good. Um, and she comes in and like she kind of positions herself as like I'm a cool headmistress. I'm not like others, but then actually is like very authoritarian and is trying to like clean up the image. Oh yeah. Um, I feel like it's really hit its stride. Like they just have like fully developed a lot of the characters a lot more, and they're exploring some really interesting stuff. There's a non-binary character this season, which is like overdue, but it's cool. And I really appreciate the way they've done it, which is like, I don't know, respectfully. And like, they include important things about that character's lived experience, but there's no like, like they don't really draw attention to it in a big way. It's not like a very special episode. Exactly. It's just the way that it should be. Mm. And Jillian Anderson is incredible. She's so good and so hot. Um, And yeah, I just, I really, I really like it, you guys. What I love is thinking about her filming Margaret Thatcher and then ripping off to this set afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) To be a hot blonde sex therapist. To be a hot blonde sex therapist. Yeah. 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 But I also, I just love the character of Jean so much. Like, she's so, she's so passionate about teen sexual well-being and she's so like fiery and outspoken and she i don't know if this is a spoiler alert Mm -hmm. she's pregnant this season sean is and there was a really great season a really great um scene in the last episode i watched where a male uh ultrasound technician is lecturing her about her geriatric pregnancy which is the term for i think if you're above 35 Mm. which is absurd by the Mm -hmm. way wow and and she like loses it on him and is just screaming at <laughs> everyone in the hospital and like asks to speak to his supervisor and she's she's been like 
yelling about straight white men. And then another doctor walks up to her and he's a straight white man. Well, I don't know what's straight. Mm-hmm. I can't assume. But yeah. he's a white man. And he walks up and she goes, oh, good, another one. <laughs> <laughs> and just really, really got me. So, yeah, you oh, guys got to watch it. I, yeah, this new season I will definitely get it too. Um, anything else? <laughs> we have two minutes left and I can't stretch our outro that long. Oh, In fair. full transparency. I'm still not finished Squid Game. Well, I still have the same. I think you're going to really like it. Maybe. I don't know. God, you guys, now it's like, well, <laughs> yeah, it's like, what's you the missed point? the boat. <laughs> but no. Yeah. I didn't get any of that sweet Squid, squid Game cryptocurrency either mm. that Ooh, was made people billionaires for five minutes and then totally turned into nothing <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like that's how crypto will crypto go squid crypt uh, i don't know what it's called it's probably called uh, like squid but squid who knows <laughs> squid. I, like that it sounds like quid yeah mm. oh yeah Maybe. Hey, can you spam me full squid? Yeah. <laughs> I meant to say squid. <laughs> I ruined my own joke. You okay, drove well. right by there. Gosh. <laughs> that's crazy. Let's, let's, let's leave it at that. <laughs> that is all the time we have for this week. I would like to give a shout out to Saskatoon's The Garys for the use of our theme song, Manatuna, my delightful co-hosts, Sean and Jeremy, to everyone at CJTR, and to you, our sweet listeners, for lending us your ears. The show is broadcast live Wednesdays at 6 p.m., rebroadcast Thursdays at noon, and we're available as a podcast on CJTR's website and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.